1: You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the songwriter for the Golden Globe and Critics' Choice-nominated song from Rustin, Road to Freedom, Lenny Kravitz. So, talk, shout, take command. Who is that? The famous Bob Rustin. In 41, you called for a large-scale march. The time has come for another. No bad. I can handle all the grunt work. Rally the young. We are going to put together the largest peaceful protest, made up of angelic troublemakers such as yourselves. My friend, Dr. Martin Luther King, will be joining us. How many bodies does it take to surround the White House?
2: How many? Sorry, I thought that was the setup for a joke. You literally want me to yes. find out? <laughs> when it comes
1: to the old guard, I'm considered a pariah.
2: Every person at
1: this table will be in the line of fire because of him. everyone so obsessed with what I'm doing and with whom. How can you preach salvation and not want to save yourself? Every day, we surrender that which makes us different. I can't surrender my differences. The world won't let me. The day of your march, the entire D.C.
0: police force has been mobilized.
1: What? really want to destroy is all of us coming together and demanding this country change.
0: Well, Lenny, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. So grateful to meet you and to have a conversation about your song, Road to Freedom. So I appreciate your time. Pleasure. So part of the, the story of Bayard Rustin is how underappreciated he is and, and even under underseen, under taught um, in the broader awareness of the civil rights movement. What was your knowledge of Rustin before uh, jumping onto this project?
3: I did not know enough about Bayard Rustin. That was the problem. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a family that uh, was involved in the Civil Rights Movement and uh, I was not educated about him. And I was embarrassed by that. And I knew that if I didn't know, I should know about him, there's so many people that would have the same experience. And I knew that this was something that I needed to be a part of to help uh, you know, uh, well, t- just you know, to be part of uh putting his story out there, my little contribution, you know. And uh, I'm so glad that I did. You know, I became fully educated about him, obviously, after seeing the film and reading about him, speaking with George Wolf, the director. Uh, talking with Coleman Domingo, I mean, you know, I was uh, so inspired, and you know, Road to Freedom came out of this, and uh, it's been a wonderful
0: experience. Yeah, how did you first get connected to write a song for Rustin? Did Did George Wolf call you? I got. I initially got a call from from Bruce Cohen,
3: producer. You know, who's an Oscar-winning producer, and. Uh, he said, we're doing this film about Bayard Rustin and, you know, we'd like you to write the original song for it. And uh, after we spoke about that, then I then spoke with uh, with George C. Wolfe and wanted to understand, you know, after seeing the film, what he thought. He gave me some, uh, some very concrete ideas. For instance, the trombones that you hear in the beginning was uh, George's idea he didn't tell me where to put trombones but he said i i need the sound of the trombone he was very much inspired by the trombone choirs that you have in the carolinas that play gospel uh music they play hymns it's a full it's like a, it's like a choir a singing choir but it's all trombones one type of instrument and uh that was something that was very important to him as a as a sound as a character and uh then i spoke with Coleman domingo and i said what do you have for me what can you tell me because you just embodied this person and he said the only thing that comes to mind is the work it's about the work and that that Made it into the lyric as well, because, you know, there's the the line, you know, we're on the road to freedom until the war is won. We're on the road to freedom. There's so much work to be done. And um, I then just waited. I was like, what's going to come out? I didn't want to force it. I'm not the type of writer that sits down to write just because uh, it's whatever time it is or day it is. or I like to hear something. I like to be to receive something. I'm just an antenna, you know. So, about 48 hours later, after thinking about all this and sort of just meditating on it and walking around the house, I sat down
0: at the piano and I put my hands down, and I hit the first chord and it, it came out. It's amazing. Did the 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 title "Road to Freedom"? Did that mm-hmm. did that phrase come to you right away? Was that like was yeah. were those the first words that came to you?
3: Not the first, I started, I was in the verse first. And then when I got to the chorus, it just came out. And I thought, that's it, that's it. Because, you know, not only does it stand for what Bayard Rustin went through and all of those people at that time, it's where we are today and where we will be tomorrow. The road to freedom is an endless road i mean generation after generation we continue to push those boundaries and uh you know we're all trying to get to a better place in this world it's a, it's it's a, it's it's a feat um but that's that's what we're you know trying to do and uh anyway i just thought it was the perfect title and uh yeah that's what i was given
0: and, and the road to freedom has such a big sound, like you talked about those big trombones, the big triumphant sound. Tell me about producing the the track and finalizing the full sound.
3: Well, once I had it on piano, I started to cut the rhythm track. So I, I cut the drums first, and uh, then the bass. Then the well, no, sorry, the drums, the piano, then the bass, and the organ kept building, kept building. You know, I knew that I wanted it to be a mixture of gospel, R&B and soul. I knew I wanted a a gospel choir for the power um, at the end. And uh, yeah, I just put it together like that. And then I told you George wanted the trombone. So I arranged the trombone um, parts and I called Trombone Shorty, who is my brother and my friend. And, you know, he was in my band for uh, a couple of years. He did a a world tour with me uh, when he was just 17 years old. And uh, he was on tour, he had 48 hours off. He flew to Paris and blessed me by putting those glorious trombones on with his beautiful solos and uh, found a gospel choir in Paris, France, which I didn't know one existed. I thought I was going to have to get on a plane and go to New York City. Um, but there was a gospel choir in Paris, and they were wonderful. And, and uh, it all just came together like that. You know, I, I cut it at my house where, where my studio is, and
2: uh, it was done. Hello, this is Gary Shahot, welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. Learn what you love and listen to the French History podcast today.
0: What, what what was the sort of feedback process with with George and and even with Coleman? Did they give you much feedback well, to to change up once you started working on it?
3: Well, that was George. That was on George. So I cut the track, I turn it in. Great, we're done. George's like, not so fast. <laughs> we went back and forth for probably 3 weeks george would say is there another way you could say that i i don't i'm not resonating with that word or that phrase or how could you say this a little differently and you know i'd already sang it i was attached to my vocal i was like okay i'm i know that's it you know i feel and i had to keep going back after i'd rewrite lyrics and sing it again and sing it again, and sing it again, and sing it again. And it was, it, it almost became comedy, you know. I was like, George, man. But he was, first of all, I was there to serve George. I was there to serve the director, serve the film. And uh, as I've told him a hundred times now, he was absolutely right about all the changes he wanted me to make, he was right. And so it was, uh, it was a beautiful back and forth, you know, situation. But uh, I finally got it where he was happy with every word, every period, every comma. And uh, yeah, that that's how it went. So, yeah, I thought it was done and it was not. And it took, like I said, about three weeks to get it to the place where it should be.
0: So good. Well, I I love this idea of what makes a great movie song, uh, you know, because I think it's different, obviously, than than just uh your the rest of your music, your album that's about to come out that I definitely want to hear more about. Um, mm-hmm. How do you when you're approaching this song for a film? You said you know you're serving the director, you're serving the film. Absolutely. I mean, like if you- I'm making my
3: if I'm making my album, it's me, right? So, well, there's a back and forth with me with myself, but it's not like that. So you know. In this particular situation, it's not about me and everything that I think. You know what I mean? Uh, There's somebody else listening and saying, hey, because you have to remember, the song comes at the very end after you've watched this whole film that is blooming, if you will, as George sees it. He's telling the story. It's getting to this place. Now, the song can either completely blow it blow the mood, blow the vibe, blow everything you just saw, or join join where it leaves off and enhance it. And that was the job. So yes, yeah, so uh, it was about serving the director, you know? And uh, it comes after such a poignant moment where he was about to have this moment that he that he could have had going to the White House with everybody else. And what did he do? He chose to do the work. He chose to continue the work. He chose to make that statement and he picked up trash and because that needed to be done. And that shows you the type of human being that Bayard Rustin was. Uh, It's actually really beautiful. And then you hear the trombone come in and Shorty playing that that intro solo, setting the tone uh, for that intimate vocal that comes next, you know? so
0: yeah it's amazing and and as you're writing this like you said you know when you're writing your album you're writing for lenny you're writing for you yeah. uh, were you approaching this song almost as a character like were you writing this song almost as as Bayard or or to certain i mean
3: i i, I wrote it in the way that i would normally write um but knowing that every word and every phrase and feeling had to represent this remarkable human being, you know? So there's, a, there's an added sense of responsibility, you know? It, again, it was it's not about me. Yeah. All of this is about Bayard Rustin. So, yes, I'm very uh, sensitive to that.
0: Well, I, I've heard you describe yourself. You described it earlier in this interview. Uh, describe yourself as sort of an antenna you know kind of receiving yeah. receiving waiting for the universe to sort of download the song to you uh, how do you how do you tune in that antenna to keep the metaphor going how do you sort of tune in and be in a place to receive by being humble and quiet but expecting it you
3: know and you never know how long you have to wait that's the thing you know and these people wanted this song yesterday you know when they called me you know so it's just about taking in the information and then getting quiet and waiting for that creative spirit to hit you. You know, it's a, it's an act of faith really, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how do you know when you're done? You know, obviously we're talking about, you felt you were done on the song, George didn't. uh, But even when you're not needing to please a director, when you're just working on your own album, uh, Mm -hmm. do you, do you, do you battle with, perfectionism like you could tweak all day long but at a certain point you have to let it go or do you just of know course. but yeah the,
3: the track tells you when it's done not me the track has to breathe and if you you, you get to a point where you know if you put one more thing on there you're going to choke it you know so it has to be open it has to breathe but yet have all of the elements that you need to express what it is that you're trying to express the rhythms and the sounds and so uh yeah it it, it tells you it's like that's it stop it you know
0: well how, how impactful is it to be a part of, of telling Bayard Rustin's story as you 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 mentioned earlier your family was no stranger to the fight for civil rights your mm-hmm. mother Roxy was breaking down barriers on screen but also an advocate in her community Uh, how Mm -hmm. how much was your mom on your mind throughout writing road to freedom
3: Uh, a lot in fact when i was asked to do this i was completing my album so technically i didn't have time to do this thing i was uh working and finishing my album and i heard my mother's voice say you have to do this you know and so she was definitely present and I knew it was something that she, well, it was something that I wanted to do for sure, but it's something that she would really want me to do. And, uh, based on my upbringing and the history of our family. And so, yeah, her presence was, was, was very much there.
0: Uh, well, Lenny, I, I couldn't let you go without asking about your new album. Of course, Blue Electric uh, Blue Electric Light is coming out in March uh yes, you've already got two amazing singles out tell tell us more about what we can expect from your new album
3: it feels good it's it's i love this album it feels like a a, a new beginning which is always wonderful um it's got some different sensibilities than you might have heard in things that i've done before it's very celebratory it's it's, it's it feels good and it's fresh and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back on the road, getting on the, you know, you know going back on tour and uh, celebrating with everybody, you know?
0: Well, we can't wait for that. And uh, I'm just so grateful for for you, for your work, and for your amazing yeah. song, Road to Freedom. So uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Take care, man.
1: Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howard's interview with the songwriter for the song Road to Freedom from Rustin. Lenny Kravitz here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Road to Freedom is up for your consideration for best original song at the 96th Annual Academy Awards. And Rustin is now available to stream on Netflix. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts.